1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Love Talk Radio. Good
0: morning. Welcome to the Get Better Wellness Radio Show. Today is Tuesday, January 31st. And I'm your host, Erin like the Real Food Revivalist, coming to you live from Chicago where, believe it or not, it's January and it's going to be 60 degrees today. Well, this is the place where we talk about how to just get better by eating real food. And that is the name of my business and my website, getbetterwellness.com. Uh, when we stop eating factory food that's loaded with chemicals and artificial ingredients, additives, preservatives, we open up the door to healing and weight loss. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I have a wonderful guest. His name is Ramiel Nagel. And some of you may know of his amazing book called Cure Tooth Decay Heal and Prevent Cavities with Nutrition. If not, you'll want to pick that up as soon as possible. We're going to talk about some of the strategies in the book. And we are going to um, just get into some other subjects, too. So if you've heard Ramiel before, stay tuned because we're going to talk about agave syrup first. So welcome, Ramiel.
1: Hi, Erin. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, we're glad you are here and coming from Oregon. Um, You are a rock star when it comes to speaking and writing about healing cavities, reversing gum disease, and... Healing tooth infections. It um, is refreshingly um, new, good information, and I think it is especially good because you're not the standard dentist. You're just a person trying to get a message out, but your information is backed by forward-thinking dentists, and um, they have, you know, given their stamp of approval in your book and in different places. So. This isn't, you know, some wild stuff. This goes back um, to traditional eating. Um, you've spoken at different conferences like the Weston A. Price Foundation, Wise Traditions, and the Health and Freedom Conference, and you've been on, you know, different shows and podcasts, which I have I have heard before, and they're awesome. So if you want to catch some more information, you can um, check iTunes for Rami Nagel. So, um... Is it okay if we start with agave nectar today? Sure. Okay. It's um I don't know why this is just my current little buzz um in my brain, and I came across an article that you had written and you allowed me to put it on my blog about agave nectar because it was very comprehensive. And I have a lot of um you know friends, clients who believe that agave nectar is a health food. And we'll even justify it by saying, but it's raw. <laughs> so we need to dispel this myth, and I think you're the person to you know, do that. Um, in your book, you mentioned it in a couple places, and I'll just quote what you said on page 57 is, agave nectar is a high-fructose-containing food masquerading as a health food. <laughs> so tell me, why why is that true? Is it really not a health food?
1: Uh, unfortunately it's it isn't a health food. Uh when it was originally marketed, I I think they did call it agave syrup, which is an accurate description of it. Um, I I learned about this when I was researching xylitol and I and I met um a food insider and he he gave me a copy of a letter from the FDA that was written to an agave manufacturer and it said your product needs to, is improperly labeled. It needs to be labeled as hydrolyzed inulin syrup because it's a syrup that's processed with enzymes that has inulin in it, and and uh, so even the government knows, although they don't do much to enforce the regulation, that what what's called agave nectar is actually agave syrup, and. I think the first thing is people don't realize that when foods are imported into the United States, they're not necessarily inspected or uh, th- their ingredients aren't uh, tested. They're, we don't know if what was labeled in the other country is actually true. And that's according to the government's own watchdog that said very few imported Foods are tested or checked by the government, and so what you have is you have uh, uh, tequila manufacturers who who use uh, a certain agave plant to make tequila. Uh, and I forgot the different names of of the agaves. There's many kinds of cactuses that that fit in the agave world, and so they use it to make tequila and they have some extra stuff as a waste product, and if you mix a bunch of enzymes with this extra product, then you'll get a syrup. And if they uh, put it in a machine that doesn't heat it too much, then they'll call it raw, although originally it originally wasn't raw. They'll just call it raw because it's under 118 degrees, supposedly. And... Uh, the idea of a raw food, when you when you read the label raw agave nectar, you think of something that hasn't been tempered with uh, it hasn't been altered by people too much like uh, raw honey, which right. someone just scooped it out of the the from the honey cones they just take it out and put it into a jar. And what's what's triply confusing is that there actually is an agave nectar. There actually was a traditional sweet from Mexico made from a particular kind of agave plant. However, when you take that sap out of the agave plant, you would uh, put it into a container and it would normally be fermented and called pulque, which is a mildly alcoholic, vitamin-rich beverage. So the the true agave nectar is a fermented, smelly beverage, which because it's so volatile, cannot be really transported or preserved. So you can get it in in Mexico, but you cannot uh, get it here. Now, if you boil that that syrup right away, then you can create a light kind of sugar that would probably resemble maple syrup, but and that would be a cooked product. So there isn't So what's brought into the U.S. is not traditionally processed, and it's unfortunately unhealthy because of that.
0: Right. And that clarifies a lot of the misconceptions about agave and, um, you know, the raw. (laughs) You know, so how is it made then today?
1: With the machines? I mean, I don't know the, yeah, the exact process. But they they throw in they throw in the cactuses or other things we don't know into it, it. It differs. Let's say there's different qualities. They throw it into their enzyme hydrolysis machine. They add enzymes to it. They vacuum extract it and get a a sugar. I'm not. It's a technical process, and I'm, that's why um, the it was originally brought about by the university where they're like, okay, how do we make extra money from our resources? Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and I likened it to how you would make, how you would take corn or the, or the husks and pulp of corn and convert it into high fructose corn syrup. It's a very, it's a similar process and we don't know exactly what's happening there because uh, the certifications and paperwork we get are not necessarily trustworthy. hmm
0: And it's um made in Mexico for the most part, is that correct. true? It's
1: made in Mexico. It's compl- and that's completely so whatever
0: true. the process is, we're not reaching into the agave plant and pulling out a jar of agave nectar. <laughs> that's not that's something people eat in any form. And back in the day, it was fermented, and it sounds like they might still be doing that now. But that they do is it makes a great, great alcoholic it beverage. Nice, <laughs>
1: yeah, makes a nice alcoholic beverage. Or if they were to make a traditional sugar out of it, they would boil it, so it wouldn't be a raw product. Mhm. Uh, and I don't know. I think it's very loosely controlled. Supposedly, the dark product, the dark agave, is when they overheat the product and burn it. And then the light mm-hmm. one is when they have a clean batch. And the original... Oh, one. Yeah, one of the original importers, they got raided by the government. I forget the name of the company. And this was certified organic agave. Uh, and they were caught adulterating the product with high fructose corn syrup. So... Right. And I, I did meet someone who did go to Mexico... He's has a Mexican background and he's a I won't say who this person is, but he imports products into the United States. And he went to Mexico and visited the, some of the factories and met some of the people and he says it's really bad. <laughs> but he didn't want to tell mm-hmm. me how bad it was. <laughs> well uh, even if it this was a product clean should not process. be on the shelves. <laughs> What was that?
0: Right. Well, I said it sounds like it's not a clean process. But even if it was, they're taking this um, sap, and it has to be processed with enzymes and some sort of mechanical process um, involving some sort of heat, at, You know, even if it's below 118, something to clarify it and chemically alter it. And so they would be, you know, as you said in your paper, they would be using centrifuges and filters and chemical and heat alteration to come up with um, the end result, which is sold in the stores as health food product. But you um, say you think it's even worse than high-fructose corn syrup. And why is that?
1: Uh, I don't remember saying that. It's probably as bad. (laughs) But well, what's what's worse what's worse <laughs> okay, I got what's worse. I forgot what's worse is that pe- when people have high fructose corn syrup or they drink a soda with it in, they know they're eating something not healthy, but this is labeled as a healthy, pure natural, so the deception is what makes it worse health wise it's probably not it's hard to say if it's worse or better, but somewhere in the same realm. But I also want to emphasize this idea of machines and vacuum extraction or whatever. I'm not making this up. I, everything I use, I copied from the Agave Manufacturing website. So they're the ones who said they did this. Uh, the other thing is when you have a natural sugar like maple syrup, for example, that's, that's boiled because that's how you process the sap, it's mostly digestible, absorbable sugar. So it will raise your blood sugar level. And when you have a, a natural sugar, like from fruit, it's going to raise our blood sugar level because the intestine in our body recognizes the sugar and it digests it digest it, and converts it into blood sugar. With a high fructose product and the fructose level in agave nectar, again, according to the manufacturer's websites, are in line with the fructose levels that you'd find in high fructose corn syrup, which high fructose corn syrup, I think, is around 50% fructose. With fructose, it's not... And and there's actually different kinds of fructose. This is a whole other confusing deception from the corn industry. There's a natural fructose, which is in small amounts in, let's say, honey and some fruits. And then there's a, a synthetic fructose. But because the chemical formulas are almost identical, they say they're the same, but they're not the same. There's a natural fructose and synthetic fructose. In high-fructose corn syrup made by enzymes, we're talking about synthetic fructose or mostly synthetic. And in the agave product, it's the same. When you, when a human eats this product, it's not recognized by the body as a sugar. It's recognized as, some, as a toxin. So as a result, it's processed in the liver, raising triglyceride levels and raising blood fructose levels which could be worse than raising blood sucrose levels because the fructose um it's it, this kind of fructose is toxic that's why there's connections between agave and uh miscarriages and and that's why um people who eat food, health food bars or products containing agave or high fructose corn syrup have strange reactions in their bodies, such as chipping their teeth or cracking their teeth, because um, it, it greatly affects the body chemistry and balance, especially if you're eating some other products. Uh, the bottom line is, and, and you, you mentioned this in the beginning when people eat trad- foods before they were industrial foods, they are healthier and the industrial foods are usually toxic. And what happened with industrialization when foods were made with le- lower quality ingredients is that uh, there was a new there was something else that happened which is product marketing and advertising. So in the case of agave nectar, it's people have mistakenly believed product advertising and and have uh lost their common sense around the product so when they say oh yeah this is healthy they're not basing that on evidence they're basing that on a website and a plastic bottle with a label on it that isn't really uh, regulated in any way
0: yeah so I just want to go back and highlight some of those scary things you said that it's you know metabolized in the liver and You know, that is um, the problem with high fructose corn syrup, too, is that's why we're having a lot of people with fatty liver disease. Um, But one of the things I picked up from your article was that um, these enzymes that are used to process agave sap are genetically modified enzymes. I never thought about that.
1: (laughs) And it's, it's, uh, it's not agave sap that's being processed if it, okay. it it's unli- highly unlikely it is that's what they say it's mm. most likely think of like um uh if you just had a regular cactus and just threw it in a blender mm. it's kind of just that like plant fibers and plant carbohydrates uh that weren't exact necessarily used for food because the 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 agave used for tequila is a certain strains that have been bred to uh, produce good tequila. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So we're just getting the waste products from the tequila industry and relabeling it as health food and marking it up and making tons of money.
1: (laughs) That's highly, highly likely to be what's happening. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, you mentioned that... It causes um, triglycerides to be increased in the blood, and this is a risk factor for heart disease. Um, that's also going to increase your belly fat. Um, it's also going to increase your risk for diabetes, and and you also mentioned um, it increases the risk for miscarriages, and that um, was new information, you know, for me as I was reading to prepare for this interview. Um, can you explain that a little bit more?
1: Um, I don't want to say who told me that, but there's I've I, I've had personal contact with people who are like, oh, that's why that happened, and uh, there's there's certain people who sold agave bars and and then was able to correlate it with miscarriage, and supposedly there's many cases that have been documented. Um, but because it's not in the public, I can't say for certain for certain mm-hmm. because it's speculation and I don't like to totally... I'm relying on first-person evidence that somebody told me.
0: And usually that's where we you know, get the right information in the first place and we can wait 10 or 20 years until we see it in scientific literature, but in the meantime, how many people have been hurt um yeah. i think it goes back to whatever that plant has um toxic you know substances as they're using all the waste products and something in there you know needs to be avoided during pregnancy and breastfeeding because you know it 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 seems to be correlating with miscarriages and, and problems and adverse effects and You know, it would be bad enough if all it did was raise your triglycerides and, and, you know, cause heart disease. So I I can't see one reason to use agave. Um, A couple years ago when I found out about agave, I had some in the house and I got rid of it just because I just bought into the marketing. And as I started to look at things on my own, I realized. But can we just talk about fructose? I think people are confused um, about fructose. It's like fructose. Isn't that the sugar found in fruit that's healthy for us? Um, what's wrong with fructose? <laughs> I, that's a big I, one. I do want to
1: make. I want to do. Do want to make one comment about the agave product? And this is where I think people get stuck. A lot of small artesian food producers, like chocolate or health food bar, or um, I've seen some other ketchup and different things like that, uh, granola. are now sweetening their product with agave. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they do that is because in terms of um, uh, product manufacturing, because agave, it's a a manufactured product, it's quite stable and easy to work with on the manufacturing side. And these small producers aren't necessarily, they don't necessarily have legal consultants or lawyers or or whatever to uh, advise them in terms of uh, what the legal, what are uh, legally acceptable ingredients to use? So, so they don't know any better, and they think, oh, I can just use agave because that's available on the market, and this isn't a very highly regulated industry. And uh, that's why, if you look at larger health food bar manufacturers, even ones that might use dubious or questionable ingredients or sweets, none of them use agave because they know that you don't want to mess with a food that's not completely approved by the government. They'll use sugar, they'll use brown rice syrup, even high fructose corn syrup, which is not good, but it's approved, but they don't use agave because it's not exactly approved. It's in a gray area.
0: Okay. So, so, so back to fructose. Besides triglycerides and things that we've already mentioned, um, what's wrong with fructose?
1: Okay, let's just simplify this whole formula. When when we say there's a vitamin or a mineral or sugar in in a food, we're taking a natural substance that has thousands and thousands of factors, uh, substances, ingredients, uh, molecular structure we're taking this very highly complicated uh part of reality and we're and we're just taking a tiny piece of it and saying oh there's sucrose in it oh there's vitamin A oh there's calcium so the simple answer is if you have something natural that hasn't been tampered with by humans or has only been tampered with in a way that a caveman could tamper with it, like boiling it or drying it, you have a natural sugar and a natural structure in the food. And those structures are recognized and used by the body. So let's say dried fruit. When when people start messing with stuff, they don't necessarily, they can mess with things that in a way that's not in harmony with nature, and usually they mess with things in a way that tries to make the most money with the least effort, meaning using machines and technology because of because of this uh industrialization of sugar and sweeteners, there's been misinformation about fructose so and and so that's what's confusing. The bottom line is if you have something that's natural and pure. You can eat it. It doesn't matter what the sugar is in it. And if you have high fructose corn syrup or anything with a synthetic sugar, regardless of its fructose or whatever, then it's not healthy. But my understanding of fructose is that fructose is actually the sugar levulose. Mm-hmm. And there's different kinds of levulose. And it's a, it's a natural sugar that occurs in small amounts. Now, they called it fructose to make to give the idea that it's a fruit sugar. and So this is really confusing, and I believe this is from the corn industry, but I'm not sure. And the idea was to make a corn sugar product, corn sweetener product, that they could make people think was a natural sugar. So they called it fructose.
0: Yeah, so we just need to eat our fruit. <laughs> Is, Is that, that confusing Honey, or what? we understand where that came from. You know, maple syrup, we understand where that came from. I like what Robert Lustig, um, MD, has said. He said, when God made the poison, he's referring to fructose as a poison, but anyway, he said, when God made the poison, he packaged it with the antidote, fiber. So that's how we are supposed to be eating, you know, our sweet, <laughs> as fiber, and then, when it's packaged with fiber, and then, as you said, we have all the minerals and vitamins and things that haven't even been discovered yet that we don't even know are in there and We're not supposed to be pulling parts of plants out and refining them with enzymes and coming up with you know these shelf stable things <laughs> that we can put in packaged food. So I uh, thank you for going down this road uh, of agave with me, but I, I also want to spend um, some time talking about your book because I know we have some people listening just for that. And so I'm sorry, people, if we have to cut this short, but the book is Cure Tooth Decay, Heal and Prevent Cavities with Nutrition. So, As much time as we have, which is about, you know, 15 minutes, let's just, you know, get through some, you know, key questions. And, um, you know, people can always get the book and fill in the gaps or go to your website, which is the same name, CureToothDecade.com. So, Ramiel, if cavities can be cured and prevented, um, why don't dentists know this?
1: Because... That's not what they teach in dental school.
0: hmm <laughs> That sounds dental, really vaguely familiar.
1: <laughs> dental, um, what people don't know, although it's true, is that dental school teaches a surgical methodology for treating what they call the uh, disease of caries, which is believed to be an infectious, incurable disease incurable infectious disease that can only be cured by drugs and surgery. In the case of dentistry, it's mostly surgery. The surgery is to drill out the infection and replace it with a synthetic substance. The reason why that is what is taught in business schools is because to some degree there's a lot of ignorance in the world and also um, and I don't know all the behind the scenes work, but the drilling and filling model is a business model. So in dental school, they, the school can only train more dentists if, if we need more dentists. And mm-hmm. and people will only become dentists if they can graduate dental school and get a job as a dentist, because why should they pay $100,000 and mm-hmm. go to school for four or five years for no reason? Right. Uh, so the dentists aren't taught how to remineralize cavities because it's not a business, or it could be a business, but it isn't,
0: so for the person who has never even heard that you can reverse heal, remineralize you know cavities and bad teeth, um, let's just say one of our listeners is out there ignoring their tooth pain right now, or maybe they know they have a cavity. um what would you tell them to do? okay, first, they gotta go buy your book because you know there's uh hundreds of pages of information that we can't get to today. But give me the you know, the snapshot of how is this possible that we can remineralize teeth? What are we supposed to do?
1: Well, uh I, I do want to emphasize that yes, people when they get my book, it has it it kind of teaches layer by layer. Uh it re educates the person about tooth decay to the point where by by the time you're done with the book, you don't need to talk to me, you don't need to ask any questions. It's all there everything you need. Um, So first of all, here's the first thing. And again, this is what people don't realize. You said somebody's in pain. What do they do? But that's not where people get their teeth drilled. People go to the dentist. They're not in pain. And they don't even know they have a cavity. And the dentist gives them the bad news that they have four new cavities and that the dentist will fix it for them or Mm -hmm. else it'll get much worse. So... uh, just step one is is that's that's usually when people come to me is is in mm-hmm. that phase. Now those cavities are are oftentimes misdiagnosed, so there may not even be a cavity. There mm-hmm. may have already been a cavity that remineralized. So every day, you know, you've heard the idea that our our cells regrow, our organs regrow every couple of weeks, every couple of months. The whole body sure. renews and regenerates itself. Likewise, our teeth do the same thing. They remineralize and demineralize all the time. Uh, and when people have have tooth decay, which is bone loss of the tooth in their mouth, uh, it happens when there's more demineralization than remineralization. So all they have to do is change their diet, increase their remineralization, and the cavity will stop. It will remineralize. Uh, if someone's in a position of having tooth pain, it can be more complicated because there's usually more factors involved. Uh, they might have a large hole in their tooth. It could be from previous dental work, like an old filling. They could have a uh, misaligned bite. And, uh, and then it's more complicated. Maybe the tooth needs a treatment if it's in pain. Uh, but I always the treatment is always used in conjunction with improved diet. So so there's a whole realm of how to take care of a tooth that that hurts, and it's a little bit different for each person.
0: Okay. Well, let's just talk about some of the um, diet recommendations that you would make. Well, we, we know, this is what we think we know anyway, we think sugar causes cavities. Um, can you talk about the diet that does, you know, lead to cavities?
1: Yeah, and and uh, so so the diet that leads the, leads to the cavities is the diet they use in laboratory animals to produce cavities so they can hmm. see the cavity process or do experiments with the cavity process. And there's there's two diets that they can use, and one is a diet with lots of sugar. And and even sugar intravenously will cause cavities. That's how it was proven that bacteria don't cause cavities because you can have a sterile, clean mouth in a mouse and and inject it with sugar and it'll get tooth decay. Uh, The other is with uh, whole grain products, particularly the bran and and the germ, will cause rapid uh, cavities in animals. Uh, And then, of course, the synthetic sugars. Those are the main cavity causers.
0: Or also known as the standard American diet, <laughs> you know flour foods and sugar foods um tell me about um, foods that would be in a diet that would lead to remineralizing our teeth
1: so so the reason we didn't have a lot we don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but the reason uh these foods will remineralize the teeth is because it we have minerals that we need calcium and phosphorus and then we need fat soluble vitamins fat soluble a d and and e and k but we'll we'll call that fat soluble activator x vitamin so we need these we need the fat soluble vitamins which are only in animal fats no no vegetable fats for for the vitamins that remineralize teeth in conjunction with minerals particularly calcium and phosphorus they work together and give our body the instructions and nutrients necessary to make strong teeth and bones. So when you have the minerals and the fat-soluble together, you get remineralization almost always very quickly. So the minerals, the easiest source of minerals, calcium and phosphorus, is raw dairy products, um, cheese, goat cheese, cow cheese, raw cow milk, raw goat's milk. Uh, some people have a difficulty finding raw milk, but raw cheese is Still fairly widely available, so that's that's very very dense in calcium. The, on av- the average American, fifty uh, percent or more of the average Americans are below their cal- just daily minimum calcium intake, which somewhere is somewhere between a gram and a gram and a half. And then you want fat soluble vitamins, um, which which will tell the body how to use the minerals. The easiest easiest source called Activator X is uh, grass-fed butter, especially from the spring and summer. The pasteurized butter is less ideal, but it does still have some of that Activator X raw butter is preferable. So you just add butter to your diet. Get rid of the vegetable oil. Is Zinomized. Kerrygold Zinomized. a
0: brand that is considered okay by you for grass-fed butter? Kerrygold fed is okay.
1: Kerrygold and Anchor Butter. Uh, and I'll even say there's an organic Valley. They call it pastured summer – they have a certain name for it, pastured mm-hmm. butter. Um, it's not as yellow okay. as
0: Gary Gold though, so I didn't think it had as many. Of Anchor you know. butter
1: is my favorite low-cost pasteurized butter. It's like orange color. It tastes amazing. How do you spell
0: that? I'm not familiar.
1: Anchor, Anchor? like A-N-C-H-O-R. Usually you okay. have to special order it from a distributor. It's from New Zealand, which is uh, – constantly raining and having new growth. So the soils are very mineralized there. It starts with the okay. soil. And we used right. to have really good soil in the U.S., in Texas. That's, for example, in the Great Plains, before they uh, tore it all up. And that's why we had uh, people, people without tooth cavities. They would have dairy products and, and food grown in this really uh, phosphorus-rich soil with with lots of topsoil and uh now we don't have that so much anymore so we don't have the bone density that we used to have
0: right so we have a problem with our minerals and our fat soluble vitamins because we're told to not eat fat and we're you know told to drink skim milk and everything that um the government and standard medical advice is telling us is contributing to this problem of bad teeth so Oh, tell me about um, what other foods, like bone broth, would that be a good thing?
1: Yes, bone broth helps the body absorb nutrients. So if you have protein in your diet, broth is really good. It's highly digestible. It helps heal the gut and is a good source of minerals. Uh, The best broth for for cavities is fish broth. And fish broth is, is less gelatinous, and it's cooked for a much shorter period of time. And you can buy, you can make that by buying the head or frame of a white, less oily fish. Although you can make fish broth with the oily fish as well. You just don't cook it too long.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, the minerals from the sea are just incredible for us. Okay.
0: And I have recipes from Sally Fallon and, uh, on my blog for broth, so I'll put that on um, this podcast show notes. Um, So if there were, in about five minutes, um, I'll just let you have a free-for-all if there's other foods or recommendations um, for folks with, you know, problem teeth (laughs) or not because you want to keep your teeth, you want to stay healthy. So tell us what, you know, other recommendations you have.
1: Well, the, the first thing is that if you go to the dentist and the dentist tells you you have cavities uh, you don't necessarily need to get them filled right away. It really depends how bad it is. Uh, once the tooth is drilled, you lose healthy tooth structure. So consider a second opinion or consider holding off and really looking at that. If you change your diet, the cavity can remineralize. Uh, so what what to do about that? Um, I, I would say the main thing... To discuss, so there's two main things I didn't discuss to help remineralization. One is fermented cauliflower oil by green pastures, and uh, you can buy that at liver shop. com. Culliver oil will reduce fermented cauliflower oil with the fat soluble vitamin D. Note that no other cauliflower oil in the United States has the fat soluble vitamin D anymore because it's removed from the industrialization process from from machines, uh, we'll reduce the rate of cavities, at least based on one study, by about 40%, just cauliflower oil, without doing anything fermented cauliflower oil. So that's the number one recommendation is the cauliflower oil or the royal blend that has the cauliflower oil and butter oil. And that's just simple. I know there's people who don't like to buy products or supplements but I'm just telling people who want simple good results, call oil you can you mm-hmm. can get all this stuff from food. it's a little more advanced. The second thing the huge huge, huge mistake people make in the health food who are into health is whole grains and whole grain products whole grain products are probably the worst. You go to the store, you get some crackers, you get some bread, whole grain bread, you think you're doing the greatest thing, getting all the minerals and stuff and 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 then you get really bad cavities, and I have had lots of parents who say, "My friends they their kid goes to McDonald's, their kid has perfect teeth, they drink soda, they have junk food. I only feed my kids organic whole grain food. My kid has lots of cavities that's not fair. What's going on and mm-hmm. what's going on is that the whole grains products it's a mistake that that we to eat those in general, especially the the wheat, the barley, the rye, all the grass grains, I believe they're, they're considered grasses, uh, have a lot of toxins in the bran, and uh, you need to just avoid that. the bran and the germ of those products. And because instead, they bind uh, the
0: minerals. Is that the reason?
1: Because they're loaded with toxins and they bind the minerals. Okay.
0: And then the refined grains, this isn't like, you know <laughs> carp lunch go eat at
1: McDonald's
0: your teeth will be better because that gets back to you know the sugar because these grains turn into sugar immediately in your blood when you're eating them as a bun from McDonald's or crackers from any source so
1: the refined you know, the the white flour is also toxic and poisonous in a different way based on its chemicals based on grinding it too quickly at too high a temperatures so the size of the particles Based on the lack of souring and fermentation, um, it's a machine-made food. It's not good for us. So the middle path with grains is is the right path. You can do quinoa that's that's well-washed is okay, soured buckwheat, and I recommend sourdough bread with unbleached flour. So ideally the, the, the grain would be freshly ground. You remove the bran and the germ as they did in traditional cultures, uh, you remove the bran and the germ, and then you and then you put it through a nice fermentation process with a culture and with heat, and then you get a really yummy bread that um, is it is still sugar to some degree, but it's it's a kind that our body can digest and absorb. And then you eat that bread with calcium, so sourdough bread with cheese or rye bread, sourdough rye with cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and that balances out the, the sugar, and the and the still potential toxins left in the grains.
0: Okay. So we have fermented cod liver oil that we can get from cod liver oil Um Bone broth, especially fish broth, fish bone broth. Um, Sourdough bread, if you make it at home, <laughs> grinding your own wheat with your own starter, because it's really hard to find um, that in the store. What else? Anything well, else there, we there's wanna...
1: compromise. There, I, I'm In my book, I kind of make different standards. Like, what, what is your personal needs? Do you, need, you know, Do you are the kind of person who goes out to restaurants and this and that? So it's kind of like working where the person's at and trying to make a one step of improvement to where the teeth will remineralize. Um, what else? Any kind of organ meats you can add to your diet, like having some liver. Uh, seafood is very good. Shellfish, oysters, clams, crab when you eat the the organs. Um, I mean, that's, that's the key thing. And, and also just having a balanced diet with plenty of vegetables Moderate amount of protein. I don't advocate high-protein diet, but, but enough protein mm-hmm. where you feel fulfilled and satisfied. And for me, eating animal products is about eating an animal that has had a happy, healthy life. So I I get all my animal foods, uh, meat from um, grass-fed or sustainable farms. Uh, so that's just high quality and feels good to eat. Exactly. But in plenty and plenty of vegetables, if you eat a moderate amount of protein and fat, then vegetables help balance that uh, diet with protein and fat, animal fat.
0: Well, Ramiel, thank you for uh, the interview today. It's been super enlightening, um, a lot of new information that um, we need. And the book, again, is Cure Tooth Decay, and there's also the website by the same name. And visit my website, GetBetterWellness.com, where you can pick up um, you know, free newsletter. Uh, I also offer a DVD series if you're new uh, to what is this all about, eating whole food. It's the way to lose weight and keep it off. It's the way to get off your medications. Get to the bottom of your fruit, food cravings, uh, fuel your metabolism. That's what real food does for you and you need to learn about it and and change, you know, change your life. Well thank you, Ramiel. I um I appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, have a great day.